Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to conservation and careful management of the state's forests to make them more resilient and better habitats for wildlife. Choosewood.com. This is St. Louis on the Air from St. Louis Public Radio. I'm Elaine Cha. We were noticing um, that there were a lot of plastic water bottles. You know, this is what our scripture and what our teachings say um, about being good stewards of the earth. I really want this to be something that the whole community feels ownership over. The word Ramadan is the Arabic name for the ninth month of the Muslim year. It's also one of the holiest months when Muslims fast from dawn to sunset each day and break their daily fasting with iftar, a meal often taken with others. Dar ul Islam, a local mosque that's part of the Islamic Foundation of Greater St. Louis, has been hosting iftar meals. It's a lot of food for many people, and it's prepared not only for Muslims, but also for non-believers too. And this year, Dar ul Islam has implemented a zero-waste approach to align spiritual values with sustainability practices. Here to talk about her mosque's efforts with Ramadan and their future beyond this particular holy month, we welcome Ama Anwar, co-founder of Dar ul Islam's Sustainability Committee and Sustainability Coordinator at Washington University. Welcome, Amna, to the show and Ramadan Mubarak. Thank you so much, Elaine. Now, for those who don't know about the practices of Islam, can you explain what sustainability practices might change during the holy month of Ramadan? Sure. So I would actually say that sustainability is something that um, is always present in our practices, um, particularly in Ramadan, though, because as Muslims, we are called to um, be really, really mindful, really present, um, not just in our consumption, but you know the things that we say, decreasing arguing. Um, there are so many different aspects of what we try to really control um, and rein in during Ramadan. So I would say that with with that in mind, definitely decreasing waste is is you know a huge sustainability aspect um, that I think is featured more prominently in Ramadan. Um, it's it. It kind of is um, contrary, though, because during Ramadan, I feel like we see a lot more food waste than mm-hmm. we do outside of Ramadan. And okay. I I think it's a little bit of that our eyes get bigger than our stomach mm-hmm. um, because we're fasting all day from dawn to sunset for 30 days straight. Um, and so, you know, you will see folks really filling up their plates um, with a lot more food than they can actually fit in their stomach. Okay. So, yeah. <laughs> So what differences have there been, and if you can maybe provide um, a specific example, the differences between uh, pre-Ramadan sustainability efforts and those post-Ramadan, so I guess on the opposite ends of this holy month? Yes. Um, So one thing that we do during Ramadan is uh, compost collecting, Um, and that that is something that uh, we do every night. Um, at the mosque, the mosque hosts about 250 to 300 people every night. Wow. It's yes, it <laughs> gets, a lot of people. It is a lot of people, and it's a lot of food. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And we have an amazing like kitchen staff who prepares all the food in um, like these clamshell boxes beforehand mm-hmm. to, to save people time as they're, you know, collecting their meals. They've been fasting all day and they right. don't want a line holding anyone up. Um, and so prior to, to me and my husband getting involved, um, he co-founded the sustainability committee with me. Mm-hmm. Um, prior to us getting involved, those clamshells were styrofoam. Um, and styrofoam is an excellent insulator, but um, it's it releases chemicals into food mm-hmm. when there's something heat, you know, when heat is applied. So we really wanted to, you know, save our community members from that kind of exposure um, and also really decrease the amount of um, waste that we were sending to the landfill. Okay. On that composting note, are there any local businesses in St. Louis that you are working with to do that composting? Yes. We are working with New Earth Farms. Mm -hmm. Um, Ah. They are absolutely wonderful to work with. Um, We've been working with John Klein and... um, he checks in regularly with us to make sure that we have everything that we need and we have enough bins. Um, yeah, they've they've been wonderful to work with. How many bins are we talking about? <laughs> so every week he drops off 18 bins. And these are like, you know, full like, you know, garbage totes, you know, that you would take out to, you know, every week. To roads. Oh, yeah, wow. Right. Okay. So they're, they're very large. Okay. Yeah. And how often does that pickup then come? So he comes once a week. Okay. Yeah. That's a lot. It is. It's a lot. It is a lot. And we, I mean, we try really hard to be um, efficient with how we stack everything inside of the bins so that we're not taking up too much space. Because those boxes, like if you just throw them in, we would... We would fill up way more bins. Right, every economizing night. on the space yes, in exactly. there. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And is there uh, someone who works at New Earth Farms uh, that you already had a relationship with, such that you know, this this arrangement has come together, or was it through some other means? So we actually use them for our personal, like residential pickup. Mm-hmm. So um, they also offer offer like a residential compost service, and so they they service our home once a week Mm -hmm. a much smaller bucket sure (laughs) yeah now this uh, sustainability work before the committee came together um, at your mosque there was a sustainability initiative that was created in 2018 was there something very specific that spurred that five years ago yes there was so um, my husband is from the St. Louis area, but we lived away for several years and moved back in 2015. Mm-hmm. Um, and we started attending the mosque regularly, and we were noticing um, that there were a lot of plastic water bottles. And in our households, like that is something we, we do not use. We feel very strongly about not using plastic water bottles. Um, and it, it took us a while to gain the momentum, but... Uh, in t- around 2017, we started thinking, okay, next Ramadan, which is when we see the most water bottles, because um, that is also like just when the mosque is at its capacity and sure. full and, you know, there are a lot of folks attending. And people have not been drinking water at all. All day. During the day. Right. right. Exactly. Um, so, so just like those water bottles, that was the first thing that we wanted to address 
And so we worked with, um, we, kind of, we came up with a game plan and some goals, uh, and we made this little educational presentation for the mosque executive board. Mm-hmm. Um, and we essentially like presented, this is, you know, plastic comes from petroleum, and this is how it's connected to global warming, and, you know, this is what our scripture and what our teachings say um, about being good stewards of the earth. Uh, and so um, they were super supportive, and they let us collect water bottles during the last week of Ramadan in 2018. And we actually built this display mm-hmm. in the entrance to the mosque. And um, like we, I think there were 2,200 water bottles that we collected just in a week. Wow. Um, and we probably did not even get all of them because some people leave with them. Sure. Um, and we put out a bunch of informational, like, material. Um, so it was a full-on yeah. campaign. It then. was a full-on campaign. Okay. And yeah. was that partly because you were you were thinking that it, the idea might not be welcome? Or I think we, we really wanted to, to – because it's, it's different when you're just talking to someone and, and telling them that, um, you know, we really shouldn't use plastic water bottles. These are our beliefs. And – you know, it, it when there's like a visual aspect to it and you really see the amount and you see how much trash we're uh, producing. Yeah, yeah, producing like throughout the month, like it really makes people think. And there was that shock factor. Mm-hmm. Um, and we got a lot of feedback afterwards. And there were people who just like I remember this one family, like they showed up one day, everyone with their reusable bottles. And they said, we just bought these because, you know, everything that you've all been doing and we're not going to use, you know, plastic anymore. Um, So how did it go then from that uh, display to an initiative? And then the the initiative obviously came first to the display, then to a committee. So after the plastic bottles, um, we wanted to kind of formalize our presence in the mosque, and so we started doing monthly education programs. Um, and so we would uh, invite local experts on just various topics regarding sustainability. Mm-hmm. Um, we'd have them come to the mosque and, and give a presentation and have like a Q&A. Um, and we'd always have nice snacks and coffee and everything to get people to, you know, attend. Um, and... Um, through that, we we started garnering more support and some people who were really interested in what we were doing and wanting to support us. Um, so we decided that that next year, in 2019, we would try compost collection during Ramadan. Mm, okay. Um, so we started the planning several months in advance so that we could purchase all the compostable serviceware, um, talk to the you know kitchen volunteers who are the ones preparing all of the food. Um, and then, you know, make sure we had the service hired. Um, and at that time, we were working directly with um, Total Organics Recycling. Okay. Um, and, yeah, so um, that's that's kind of, we just, it, it has been like an organic progression. Of what's no the next, yeah, no pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> um, what's the next thing that we can do, right. you know, to, to really, like, start making an impact. I'm speaking with Amna Anwar, who is the Sustainability Committee co-founder with her spouse mm-hmm. at Dar ul Islam Mosque here in the St. Louis area. She's also Sustainability Coordinator at WashU. How many people are now on the committee? So we have probably about 20 people who are volunteering with us right now actively. Mm-hmm. Um, 
we also have like a, a, a larger group of people who are just generally interested in sustainability and who um, we keep in the loop on, you know, what we're working on. Yeah. Um, it's it's not it's not a very formal committee. Um, in terms of like active committee members, like we have a committee chair, mm-hmm. um, who's um, Dr. Hilal Akramadine. He um, was also formerly a um, the, the chairperson for the the mosque's board. Okay. Um, and he's he's been a champion for our cause, you know, since we started. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's our chairperson, and then we have um, myself and my husband, mm-hmm. and then like a few people who who are supporting us. But yeah. it's not. It's not super formal, but it is. It's more formal now than it was before. Again, moved from initiative to committee. Yes. Why was it important to become official? Yes, we we really wanted this to be something that you know. If my husband and I moved away from St. Louis, sure, like sure. if if this was a formalized part of the infrastructure at the mosque, um, then you know it there would be more of that momentum that, you know, could continue going on. Mm -hmm. Because we really, this isn't about me. This isn't about, you know, my initiative. Like, um, I really want this to be something that the whole community feels ownership over. Mm -hmm. And why is it a big deal that the committee is now official at Dar ul-Islam, sort of given its its place um, regionally and perhaps even nationally? Yeah. So it, so the Dar al Islam Mosque is it's definitely the biggest mosque in the St. Louis region. Um, and it's also like people will also call it the Islamic Foundation, um, although technically Islamic Foundation of Greater St. Louis, I think, encompasses three different mosques. Mm-hmm. Um, and it the, there's like um, I would say the mosque leadership has really done a great job over the past decades of having good relationships with like the county and with the city. Um, and so it just felt it felt really important that once they were adopting these practices, like it could be a way to hopefully influence like the areas around us and other places of worship. Right. Now, what are you hoping people take away from sustainability practices and concepts that they learn at the mosque? So, one of our one of our biggest goals um, has been education of the community, um, and we want, you know, I, I think that, and I don't think that this is, you know, specific just to um, Muslims and Islam. I think that a lot of times. Um, people of faith get really caught up in like the routine mm-hmm. um, and, um, you know, really thinking about like our faith as a, uh, a holistic way of life, which is what it is. Mm-hmm. Islam is, is meant to be a way for us to live our life from, you know, the moment we wake up to the, you know, time we go to bed. So um, I, I really would just like our community to start thinking about sustainability as something that's part of their daily life. Amna Anwar is co-founder of the Sustainability Committee at Darul Islam, one of the St. Louis region's most prominent mosques, and she's also sustainability coordinator at Washington University. Thank you, Amna, and Ramadan Karim. Thank you so much, Elaine.
Today's episode was produced by Avery Rogers. Audio engineering and podcast design by Aaron Dorr. Our executive producer is Alex Hoyer. St. Louis on the Air is a production of St. Louis Public Radio. Understanding starts here. Our podcast proudly supports St. Louis artists by using music from Life Creative Group. Do you find yourself regularly listening to episodes of St. Louis on the Air? Suggest us to a friend you think might enjoy our conversations. And leave us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts on the App Store. It's the simplest way to help people discover our show. Thanks. St. Louis Public Radio is a member-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to conservation and careful management of the state's forests to make them more resilient and better habitats for wildlife. Choosewood.com.